welcome to episode 127 of the podcast slowly regaining form the engine slowed down a little bit after the world cup break but i think we're starting to uh gain a little momentum here uh with you as always myself mike i have oscar kenny bill jason is off today he was unavailable he was available the last two days but we had to keep pushing this out due to personal and professional reasons uh we're back after a two-week break travel work stuff personal stuff so we're back gentlemen how are we doing today very good welcome back guys good to be back again with another w we uh we're, we're starting to uh you know pick up some momentum here benfica wins today against pasfreda we beat santa clara at the weekend we had a little speed bump against sporting um the game that i was fortunate to go see at the side of the lose but you know, we keep rolling. We've topped the league still. Um, put a little pressure on our opponents uh, with today's win, uh, a, a match that was pushed up due to some scheduling. Uh, so we, you know, put a little fire under Braga and Porto to see what they can get out of it. Uh, before we get started, uh, if you could hit the like, hit the share button, um, and see if we can get a few more viewers in here throughout the throughout the podcast. Um, if you can join the conversation in the chat. Um, partake in it. We want it to be as interactive as possible. So if you have your thoughts, your opinions, your views, uh, by all means, put them in the comments and we will be sure to uh, bring them up on screen or, or give our opinions on it. Um, don't forget to also rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We want to get that rating up uh, if you could. And para malta que esteja a ver em português, esteja à vontade aqui de participar nesta nossa conversa. Todos percebemos e falamos português, por isso podem deixar os vossos comentários em português na caixa de comentários e nós iremos falar sobre elas ou abordar as vossas opiniões e as vossas questões. Por isso, estejam à vontade. Hoje é o nosso podcast em, português, em inglês. Também temos um podcast em português com um painel diferente, mas esteja à vontade de participar aqui nesta nossa conversa. Today, Paz Ferreira Zero Benfica 2, we will talk about the first half of the season and how you guys would rate it. We'll talk about the transfer market. There's been a lot of scrutiny that Benfica has been under over the last few years where we bring lots of players in and a lot of them never even end up making it for the first team. They get loaned. It's just a carousel of deals and money and who else knows whatever it is. We'll talk about that. And for the end, we will have a new segment we're going to test out here. Overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. Um, and we'll tell you ahead of time, the player that was chosen today was Nico Gaitan. So at the end, we'll all give our thoughts on do we think he was overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated based on his career at Benfica, not his career as a whole. Um, we'll start with Benfica, uh, Pastorate to Zero, Benfica 2, starting 11. For the most part, picked itself. Picked itself. I think there was some maybe uncertainty on would Gonzalo Guedes come back into the or come into the starting eleven after his goal against uh, Santa Clara or not? Would Neres come in? Would Draxler remain? Otamendi comes back in after suspension, so back line with Ba, Otamendi, Antonio Silva, and Grimaldo, which is as expected. Midfield: Enzo and Florentino together. Uh, again, as expected. João Mario, uh, Gonzalo Guedes. And uh, who was the other one? Freddie. Um, and Auschwitz um, in the front three and Gonzalo Ramos up top. Oscar, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game? And I know you're a big Geds fan and we're going to get into it. Um, but how are you feeling um, to start in terms of, of his uh, introduction into this team? I mean, let's start. Let's not even talk about today. Last week, 
um, against Santa Clara coming into the lineup. He came in the second half, I believe, the 60-something minute, whatever it yep. was, and scored right away. I think you can't have a better start the back to the team as that, right? And then uh, and then today, I mean, he wasn't anything special. He got the foul, the green ball, scored the free kick on. But other than that, it was like a very quiet night. Um, he has some plays that are, that – you could tell that he's going to He had to play the second goal that threw a ball to Oshinus, which correct, I don't know how the hell he even saw that. A few a few plays that he, he okay. stood out. But after the 2-0 today, I think as a team, we just, I think, took a foot off the, the pedal and, and yeah. let the basically it was like let the game flow until the until the end, which I don't like. Um, they hit the, the, the war work two or three times and mm-hmm. um, could have easily came back into the game with one of those going in. Um, I wasn't a fan of today's game. I was a fan of the first 20 minutes. And then after that, it was like one of those games that like, I'm not, I don't like watching if he could play. I, I like them to score and then keep playing hard, not let the, not to let those guys come back into the game. We just got lucky. Uh, Audi had a great game. He had a, some great saves and some of them were offside, but even the, but the, they still saves to me, you know, cause he still stopped those, those balls. So besides that, I think it was a great win. A better result in a performance. Okay. And just quick shout out to Jaime. He says Champions League is ours this year. Mark my words. And Miguel says strong first half, second half. We basically let the minutes go by. And I think that touches on a little bit of what Oscar said here. Um, but before I pass the ball, Oscar, I'm going to ask you this. And I agree with you, right? I think even against Santa Clara, first half we suffocated them, right? And then second half we kind of just started to navigate the game and and let it play out. Um, Today I felt the same thing. I think we came in guns blazing. We got the results um, straight away. And then it was basically like a comfort zone, right? Let's just make sure that we don't don't risk too much, right? But we don't expose ourselves too much. And But did you ever at any point feel like Benfica was like on the ropes? Because I know we've had games, maybe not so much this year, but just in general, where a team naturally will let their foot off the gas, right, and get complacent. And then all of a sudden you go through a phase there where you're like 10, 50 minutes and you're like, fuck, we need to get out. Like, what's going on? I, I didn't I, feel like we had a phase like that, but I don't know if you felt different. I, I didn't either until if they scored, I think I would have. But Fair. Because, and because they hit the woodwork three times. Three times. But I still feel like out of those three times, apart from those one-off chances, which could have made a difference, apart from those one-off chances, I feel like, we were never like against the ropes or we had a phase where we just couldn't do anything. Right. But we, then again, think about this. What chances did we create? We created those two goals. I agree. I agree. And and we, our happens, it happens that ours went in, theirs didn't. The game was, could have been easily a tie game. If if the, you know, it's, so we just, I think if they had scored a goal and the way we were playing, I would have been scared to suffer a second goal and tie this game. Fair. And, And Bill, I'll pass it to you. Um, based off of, of, you know, that thought process and, you know, Miguel says we can't play like this against teams from the upper part of the table. Absolutely. But I do think there's this mentality that naturally you play down to your opponent, right? Up to zero, you're away. Right. And you just kind of get into that complacent mindset. But do you, I felt, and I'll ask you this question. I felt to Oscar's point, right? If they score, the game changes, right? Pasfreda gains a little bit of momentum, puffed their chest out. They actually didn't play bad, I thought, during the game. I thought going down to zero early, they could have easily unraveled, and they didn't. Um, but I felt the sense of, like, if one of those chances for Pasfreda did go in and they made it two to one, I felt like if Benfica turned up the heat again, I think yeah. we could have really pushed them up against the ropes. But uh, what do you add to Oscar's analysis of the game and, and thoughts on 
the whole, you know, we're kind of just managing the game out and letting it play out. I mean, I, I agree. I think that the that first 25, 30 minutes, we were all over them. We got the two girls, the two girls early. And I think that kind of set the team's mentality for the rest of the game, right? Like we have our lead, comfortable lead, right? It can obviously change with, with, with Boston scoring, but they went into cruise control and, like Mike said, I, I feel like if Pastors did score on one of those chances, Benfica could have easily turned it back up and put more pressure on and, and kind of gone for for more of an attacking um, performance. But I think those those two early goals really set the team up to just go into cruise control, control the game. Because I, I don't think the game ever got out of like our pace. Like It was played the way we wanted it to be played, right? Pastors had stints where they possessed the ball but like mike said they didn't create like they had those the three chances that came off the bars were all like one-offs right like little flukes there was one in the first half where ba slipped and then somehow the ball gets through enzo's foot like between both enzo's feet that was the first one off the post yeah like those are like flukes right and if one of those goes in like and they had really the chance do. that Audi saved but ended up being offsides. Yeah, the one on Nico, which was yep. a hell of a save because yeah. he was like a yard away from him. But I, I feel like the game was always in Benfica's control, right? If we wanted to turn it up, we could have. And I, I'm i fine with, with games like this, right, where we get the early lead and then we go into more of a control, controlling the game, controlling the pace type of uh, mentality and not guns blazing, right? Because – like we just this is halfway point right this is the first game of the the second round of the, of the of the season right and we still have champions league coming up we still have Tasa de Portugal coming up. like there's a lot of games coming and there's going to be games like this where against teams we get early leads and i i i rather see benfica control rather than go all out attack the whole like 60 70 minutes and then the last 20, 30 minutes, you're gassed and exhausted and it could potentially cause issues for a game in the middle of the week, right? Like there's going to be games where we're going to have to go into this kind of mentality where we get an early lead and we just suffocate the game, right? Like we might not score again, but we're controlling it. We're making sure the game may not be pleasant, but you get it done. Right. Exactly. The game's played at at your pace and the style you want it to be. You're controlling the game, even if you don't have 80% possession, right? Like Posters kept it, but they were back and forth, side to side in the midfield and in the back, right? That like if you're not going to have possession, that's where you want the other team to have it is in the back, their back line, in the midfield, just going side to side and not really creating anything. Yeah, and and I mean stats twice, Pasfreira had less possession in the second half than they did in the first. First half, Benfica had sixty-five to thirty-five percent possession. Second half, Benfica was sixty-nine to thirty-one. Again, the game was pretty much resolved in the first ten minutes. Um, but yeah, there's always that concern of like you fall asleep into this lull. And again, against better opposition, they're going to take their chance and then they're really going to turn up the heat and make things difficult for you. Um, but again, I feel like you just naturally play down to your opponent. Kenny, I know that you didn't get a chance uh, to watch the game, um, but I think this conversation in general, I think, plays into a lot of different types of games that we've seen in the past. But my question to you is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the the Gonzalo Guedes question here, which is right. He, he came in on, on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it was. Um, I know that our group of friends, I, I feel like is, I would, 
I don't even think divided is the right term. I think it's very one-sided in terms of ones that prefer Geds and ones that don't care for him. I would probably be willing to say it's probably like 75-25, maybe even more lopsided than that. It may be like 90-10. I know Oscar is a huge advocate for him. I can't think of anyone else that's as big of an advocate for Tilted him. Tilted which way, maybe, though, that they, that they like that he's, on, that he's back? I th- I'm saying just as a player in whole, as a, as a whole. Like uh, 70% of people don't, don't care. Don't, 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 care. don't think, think he'll, he's that he'll make a difference. He'll make correct, a difference correct, or, correct. or that he's not, you know, he's nothing special. Basically. Correct. And, and I'm going to ask you what side of the fence are you at? Right. I know he's a, is a Benfica youth product. He's had stints here and there at Valencia, mostly in terms of, he showed um, some talent on the national team in the national, in the nation's league. You know, he was a crucial part um, to that team. Uh, what do you think of this? of him coming back home essentially. And and how do you think he could really help this team? Um, not just domestically, but you know, his experience and his capabilities uh, even in Europe. Yeah. And I think you just said it there, right? I think he's got some, some experience outside of the Portuguese league um, that made him a more mature player. I think coming back, there's a couple of ways that, that I look at it, right? I think it's a good body to have. I think he's a good player um, as you like Rafa is hurt, right? for the foreseeable, I don't know, maybe maybe another game or two. So this is a good per- player to have as a backup. Um, and I think that it could set a precedent that maybe some of these other youth players that have left, maybe, maybe it sets the precedent that they also start coming back once their their career starts, like, you know, on the decline, you know. Um, not, not that I don't think Geds is on the decline. I just, you know, I think he's been in a, in a couple of spots where he – he hasn't had as much success, but I think in the Portuguese league, I think he could he could create you know be be lethal or, or worth like, a player that can be dangerous. Um, just around these last couple of games, right? I didn't catch the game today, but I think we're at a phase of the season where we're it's kind of these, especially these last two games, road games, bottom of the the table teams, part of the season where you're still trying to get back into form um after the the world cup i still think we're we're still trying to build up to that same form that we were having and i think you're going to have these these games where they're kind of like lulls right the most important part is not not tripping up not losing points which that's the main goal so the performances i get they're not up to par that we were used to before the break i think we're still trying to build up there and i think we're in the phase of the season where things are kind of just you know just like in the basketball season right you have that that middle of the season grind um, and I think we're we're in that phase, and then once we're, once the uh, Champions League games start kicking back up, I think the intensity and the the motivation for the players starts to kick back in. I agree. And just a shout out to Jay's in the comments listening. And SLBS says, and this is going to be my question to you, Kenny, and then I'll pass it around the group. Is he says, "Hey, fellas, Geds will be fighting for a starting spot with Rafa Neres." And and my, I don't think so much Rafa. I think Rafa is an automatic on the on the starting lineup, regardless of where he plays. And I not Nettis either. Nettis doesn't start. Well, that's well Nobody's... right now, right? But what my question was going to be is, with everyone fit in this lineup, and and Kenny, I'll start with you. Does Ged start with everyone fit? Does Ged start here? With with Nettis playing at, at his... everyone fit and playing at a top level. Think of Ned as what we saw at the first half of the season, or at least the first couple of months. Yeah, I I would say I would say I would I would prefer probably Neds over Gids if Neds is at the beginning of the season type form, right? Um, I think right now though, 
I think, you know, Nez certainly has something going on. I don't know if it's just, you know, again, middle of the season lull that he's having um, and gets to come in and, and if he can start, you know, scoring like last game, but also like creating chances and being dangerous, I think he could earn the spot. Um, but yeah, I agree that Rafa, I don't think he's really competing with Rafa. Yep. Okay. So you're, it's a good form. option. It's a good, it's a good, um, problem to it's have. Good, right? Yeah. It's a good headache to have. Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I'll get to Miguel's comment when I give it to Oscar because I think it'll align probably with Oscar's thought process. Bill, I'll, I'll pass it to you. With everyone fit and performing at a peak level that we've seen from the team in the first couple of months of the season, does does Gonzalez get start uh, or does he not? Uh, I'm leaning more toward what Kenny was thinking, right? Like, I Ner's at the top, that top form that we saw him to begin the season, like it's – it's hard for me to take him out. I think they're two very different players, right? I think uh, um, Geds is more of like he get he's going to beat someone with his pace, not his trickery, right? And and Neres is more of that one tight on space, one on one, like trickery on the. Top but he's also sneaky he's, quick, right? But but he's not without the ball. He's quicker without Gedz, the ball than he is with the ball. Right? Geds to me is more of those players where he's not going to beat you with like a trick, like a trick, right? It's going to be more of He's going at you. He's going to like kick the ball a little long and try to beat you with his pace, right? Like kick it around you one side and beat you on the other side, right? Like with just pure pace. Whereas Ners will take you on, right? Like he'll try to beat you. He's quick, but he'll try to beat you with, with some trickery. He can get it down the line. He's pretty good with both feet. Geds with his left. I mean, you obviously he's not going to want to play anything with his left, right? He's going to force everything to go to his right. But I think both in top form, I'd lean more toward Ners uh, because I think with Ramos and Ners, the trickery, the pace, I think that causes more issues for defenders than having someone that's going to be more of a like north-south type of runner where he's going to get the ball and just try to beat you with pure pace, right? Like if you're playing a team that's going to compact right in the back and you're 11 behind the ball, pure pace isn't going to isn't going to do it because you're not going to have much space to run into, right? You're going to need someone that can hold the ball, work in those tight little spaces and can create and get a shot off with, with like no space at all. And we've seen Nevs do that. And I think Geds needs more, he needs more room to, to operate than Nevs does. Fair. I will say that Geds had a good one, two with Oshin at the top of the box today in a tight space yeah. and, and he yeah. was able to get 100%. a shot off and, and just missed. Um, I'm going to have another question for you guys as a whole, but I'm going to skip that and go to Oscar first um, and quickly touch on Miguel's comment here is uh, Geds is definitely a big signing uh, as he has characteristics that no other forward has. He's fast. He shoots well and can play in several positions in the attack to imagine an offensive trident with Geds, Rafa and Ramos is absolutely insane as far as the Portuguese league goes at least, but even in a champion's environment, it can be, it can pose a lot of problems to other teams. Oscar, I know you're probably the biggest advocate for Geds um, over the years in terms of what he's capable of and what he brings to the table, um, not just at the club level, but at the international level as well. Um, how do you see this uh, addition to the team? And, and again, fully fit everyone at the top of their performance. Does he start for you? I think so, and I'll tell you why. All right, so so everybody at the top top form, nobody like obviously we're not gonna get that. We're gonna get a lot of people like uh, you know we're gonna have Rafa low moments during the season. We're gonna have Jean Mari a low moment. So we're gonna have it's good to have these guys in that can step in and play just as good, right? So my my thing is everybody at the top form gets offers us something that the other guys don't, which is 
a block, uh, basically back and forth type of player. He can attack just as easy as he can, he can defend. That guy is in everybody's heels defending with a, he's like a, he's like a, I can't, I don't know how to compare him, but today you saw how he got a yellow card. He's hustling back. Yep. He's getting fouls in. Like that's a type of guy that I like to see with Evan Fika playing back to, like, on a side, right? Um, I would see Gedge. To me, everybody top form is Gedge, Rafa, João Mario, and Ramos up top. And the only the people that I the person that I see losing their spot, unfortunately, is Freddie. With fair with with uh, Tino and uh, and Enzo. And to be honest with you, if Enzo keeps playing the way he's playing, I wouldn't mind Enzo being sitting on the bench a few times because today he sucked. I thought he he did good against Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah, but but today yeah. today he was totally off. Every pass yeah, was I don't off. See. Like corner kicks was off. Uh, everything was off today. And Freddie's yeah. a man. I fucking love. I that guy I, I like Freddie. Awesome. He's 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 sneaky, he's sneaky good. I know I know he is. But uh, to me, Freddie was playing better than uh, than Enzo. But do you take out Enzo and lose the millions? That's the tricky part, right? Because a lot of elements that are in play with with Enzo and and what you do with him. Um, but my question to you, and Jay says me and Oscar agree. Wow, Oscar's very or Jason's very much of the same Wait mindset. Until the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, do you guys see a scenario where um, the three of them could play? Neds, Rafa, or Rafa, Geds, and uh, Neds. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it depends on the opponent, right? Like, if it's yeah. going to be like a game like. Today or like Gets can play league. anywhere across that front three, right? And exactly. Rafa can like, play anywhere across that front. Like, three. Yeah, but like, Oscar, said, like Oscar said, like if if you take Freddie out, right, you can easily play. But in uh, that point, Neres. if you play the three of them, you got to take Freddie and Joe Mario. Yeah, right. You can't. Well, or Enzo or Tino. Well, it depends. Like, it all depends on like Bill's going at it. It depends on the team. If you if you have right. a, a team that you can play wide. Then yeah, you can play both of those plays. If the team do play, you you have to play in the interior. Then you can't take those plays because Joao Mario right. and and Freddie are guys that you actually that come oh, come in. So yeah. it depends who you playing and what opponents what what guys are in the back line. I mean, and you can. There. I wouldn't be surprised to see at some point Ged's playing up top in that striker role. Right? Like he has, he's played. Yeah, he yeah. played it. He played it at Wolves a bit. He played it at Valencia. Right. We're a little thin up top if this Ramos injury that he came off with is anything significant right like do we really trust musa like Dude, musa gets gets shown and rafa, gets right, and rafa like, be dangerous you, up top. you throw gets up top you can play Neres and rafa behind them which are mario freddy ends like there's a that's a that's the thing with the Geds signing right like i i'm not the biggest Geds fan right i'm not as big as oscar is on him but he can play in so many different positions that it offers so much to the team right like we were all worried about depth right like when if one guy goes down out wide like what do we have he can play out wide if someone goes down up top he can play up top he can play behind the, the forward like he offers us so much that it, it's it's a great signing from that standpoint and i even mentioned this to mike like the fact that it's like kenny touched on it a benfica academy guy who left and is now coming back like that just from a benfica standpoint that it's just like that story just it's one of those like feel good stories right he's coming home temporary six months right but I, but but it's the first like and i don't want to get into this huge argument but if it's, it's this is if this is luis Vieta's president does this happen because i don't think it does i think he's the first since Rui Costa, if i'm not mistaken right. to come back yeah but regardless i saw, of I saw it's that long. somewhere on facebook and I, I wasn't sure if that was accurate I or not but I can't, I can't remember another academy kid who left and then came back 
or at least a relevant one. Right. Um, so like from that standpoint, like it's a, it's a nice little storyline to have. And hopefully in the future, you know, the Bernardo Silva's and yeah. Can say, lose, you they know. say the two of them are unhappy at Manchester City. Yeah. Um, SLBS says uh, everyone at their top form, Jean Mario sits and Geds goes in. Um, I don't know. Jean Mario, yeah. He says Ram was up top with Geds, Rafa, and Nez, which is what I mentioned, right? The possibility of the three he of could. them. But, yeah. but I think with those, the thing with those three, I think you lose control of the ball. Right, like Joe Mario just gives you that certainty of like the ball's there, it's in control, we're gonna move it around. With He's one of those of players those like guys, you know, like you never know. Like him and en- Jean Mario and Enzo are and even Freddie to an extent, like they're they're the like the heartbeat of the team, right? Like they're the ones that are gonna control the pace of the, the play and if we're gonna go quick or if we're gonna possess it. It's those type of guys that, that control the, the team. And I mean, if we're talking everyone top fitness and then top form. I draw Mario. You can't. You can't take him out. Not this season. Uh, goals today. Grimaldo scored another penalty or free kick. However you want to look at it, they seem like penalties to him at this point. Every freaking free kick around the edge of the box it's goes be in. Fifty like percent. It's unbelievable. His <laughs> I mean, this season. Well, I, what, what, what I don't get is like, why? Why do players go up to him like, "Can I take this one?" Like, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah just get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you this though. The one today, I didn't think he was going to take it. It was like, a tight on, angle. It's on the wrong for him. It's yeah, on the wrong side. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. I thought yeah. Enzo was going to take it, and then when he hit it, I was like, okay, yep. Yeah, it no it reminds me it. of like those years when Ronaldo was automatic. You know, when he was at the Manchester prime. United. Yeah, and it's Premier like, why? Ronaldo. Why are you even going to stand next to me? Like, yeah. don't even bother. I'm going to hit this. Everyone does. knows. He still does. <laughs> so, so I saw in the pit. So that brings me a question. So I saw in the paper that um, we're not meeting his uh, his contract. Talks. Um, yeah, I'm sure he wants like he's had a good season. And wait, wait, he like, he's I, a specialist at this point. I, I would, I would resign him at. at, at a I, I can't afford. What I, he have, wants. I have a question. I and I know we can't. Well, right? if he's but, talking to us. I feel like if he's willing to work with us, I feel like that. I mean, we we should be able to get to where he wants to be. All right. So let's go back six months. Right. We had this conversation six months ago. And we let him we, go. Kind of, we kind of voted let him go, stay, yeah. get some yeah. five million now, or or, yeah. or wait until the end of the season. I was the only one in this group that said keep him, even if we lose the five million, he's given us five million worth on uh, on results. Champions right? League, yeah. Champions League results, maybe the, the the league. And you guys saw, nope, five million is better than nothing. What would you guys yeah. do now, knowing what you guys know though today? I'll start. So so the thing is, right? Like you, players certainly run their run out of time on the team, right? They kind of just like, you, you got to move on at some point. So he's, he's been there for a long time and there is no debate. Like prior to this season, he was trending downwards, not upwards. Now, yeah. was he still a safe player? Was he still like, like our best, you know, best at that position for a long time? Yeah. Um, now, is it because he's in a contract season that he's like putting up, you know, putting up and playing at his top potential? Maybe. But like, I mean, the guy's a fucking free kick specialist at this point. Like, he's he's got to be hitting like in assists, in assists. The guy's like, he's yeah, he's 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 like, he's become very important to this team. I mean, I have no question that left side is like, yeah, it's it's him. And so right, right now, only know today, got, you will lose the five million, right? I no, would no, no. right now at, in, in the contract negotiations with him. I would I would go a little bit above what I'm comfortable with to keep him on the team for like 
and then at least you get to resign him, right? Put in a new clause, and then if a team comes in and wants to overspend on him, then go for it. But in terms of salary, we won't be able to get close, right? If Mefica was to bring him or to keep him, it would have to be in like bonus money and signature money. Um, I I was told that he has a pre agreement with Juventus already in place. Um, and I believe his salary will be somewhere in like the seven million range, eight million range. That's pre tax. Benfica's salary. Benfica's cap, cap is like four million. Great four, three, four. Um, so, and Grimaldo's second most assists in the season so far. Jean Mario and Neres have eight, and he has seven, right? For a left back, like <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah, and going. when you look at goals, I mean, he's only got. He's only got four goals, but like it seems like he's got more. Like every every goal he scored is a banger, right? So it's just like, but Bill, I'll, I'll pass it to you for Oscar's question. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, when we had this discussion, it was when those rumors of him not being happy and him like refusing yeah. to play or something came up. Monopoly right? wanted him. And- right. So like that was with what we what we knew then, right? And what what the situation looked like, he was unhappy. And didn't want to be at Benfica, right? So that's one of those situations where if someone's unhappy and doesn't want to be there, well, then go, right? But the way he's been playing, it, it doesn't look like he was – it doesn't look like that was 100% true, right? Like he might have not been happy with the manager, right, and the situation and how the team was performing. And I, we've touched on this plenty of times on the, on the pod this year, right? Winning helps, right? Like the fact that the way we started the season and how we were doing in the league, Champions League, that solves a lot of players like unhappiness and issues looking back at it. Just, yeah, I, I would agree. I like if someone was to say lose the five mil or whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Dude. Like I, we made that back in champions league already. Like it doesn't, it yeah. does that. And, and that's, and that's exactly that, that was my Easy. point. We yeah. he might not resign by, by August. And then we lose the 5 million. Like yeah. if, we, if somebody yeah. wanted to offer 5 million, we lose the 5 million. But yeah. if he gives us a good run in the champions league and gets us the, the, the cut with the, the title, then that five million to me is absolutely worth losing. That was, yeah, that was my point. Just looking at it like that, but like if he's on, if he's unhappy and came into this season, the way he was playing at the end of last season, on unha- like refusing to play and shit, like then it's one of those situations where you just you dump the player and get what you can get, right? Like you just get out of as as uh, Sporting would say the Masapud, right? You just yeah. got to get rid of the bad apple and, and move on. But from what we can see from the outside, like it doesn't look like. There's any lingering issues from whatever happened no. in the last season. Even his celebrations. He's, he's fully committed to the team, right? Like, yeah. He, yeah, he might not sign an extension, and he might have a pre-agreement, but like, I mean, that's you fine. You him? move like, on. You tripling your salary, doubling whatever. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's hard. It's, to, it's it's a gamble, and to me, it was a it was yeah. a gamble that that they basically came out winning, even if he doesn't yeah, if, renew. If we if we win the league and we have a good nice little run in the Champions League, like. You live with the fact that you lost a player like that for free, right? Because, yeah, you got a, a nice run in the Champions League. You got you got a nice league title out I mean, of it. Just like the you, money we've made in Champions yeah, League. I mean, yeah, we're up to like sixty mil or something. And I was, and I'll, I'll be the first to put my hands up. I was one of, if not, I don't know if I was the only one, but I was definitely one of the ones that said, "You just take the money and run." Right? I think, like Kenny said, he was, he was more trending down than he was trending up. Um, but I mean he's showed up this season, right? Like he's, he's been extremely important to the team. Um, I still think he has his frailties defensively. I don't know. think those will ever go away. I think he's more of a left wing back than he really is a left back. 
but he gives you so much stuff going forward. And now when he's banging free kicks in, it's just like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. And, and again, like I think the money that he's helped make us with champions league, if we're able to win the league, right? Like, I think I agree with you guys to the point where it's like it, it paid off, right? It's a gamble that paid off. Yes. We could have made money in the summer, but I think it also aligns with what Rui Costa's stated. He believes in, which is taking a gamble on, the sporting side of things and not just the financial side of things, which I think is a positive. Um, I mean, it could, it could also spread the precedent the other way too, right? Like these players, I mean, like, like, en- like Enzo as well, like they're just not going to resign and then you're, they're going to go away for free. I mean, correct. Yeah. It's, it's not the, it, one way it could be the other. And you've yeah. said it I, multiple I, times, Kenny on the pod, right? Like, I feel like this yeah. is going to be something we're going to see more and more of, of like players just draining down their contract and moving on a free opposed to having to get into these massive battles of negotiations because they're more inclined to get a higher signing bonus where the club doesn't have to spend a transfer fee. Yep. Right. Um, Miguel says, I want to go back to his first comment. Grimaldo got so good at it that I find myself celebrating before he kicks the ball. That made me laugh. Um, Jay says, nope. if you want Nuno Tavares back, Oscar, do you, <laughs> do you want I mean, the, the Benfica Nuno Tavares, no. But the Marseille Nuno Tavares, the guy is a beast in France. I don't know what the hell is happening. Um, Miguel says, the problem is that if we renew with Grimaldo uh, by giving him what he asked, we'll be setting a precedent for everyone else. But I would That's love true. to see him continue, especially seeing how much he improved this year. SLBES says, I read he wants $10 million signing with the $6 million a year uh, salary. I'd like to see more of Ristich. Why isn't he getting minutes? He seems all right. And Jay says maybe Freddie can play left back next season. I mean, shit, he's played everywhere else. Maybe we can try him there. Um, yeah, SLBS. I again, I I've seen similar um, numbers. Oh wait, this one. Uh, I've seen similar numbers uh, in terms of what rumors is that he's asking for. Again, salary wise, there's no way that we're going to be able to compete with some of the other outsiders. I think it would have to be compensated in signing bonus. Um, performance bonuses awards in terms of of titles but you really can't do that because look at this Uh, you paint a left back which is one of the positions in the field that is a left and right back there's probably like you get your weakest players right think of all like or less valuable players and then you paying them the highest salary of Benfica. then everybody then what what's what stops john marty from coming in and saying that's the thing if he's getting six million i want six million correct or or fiorentino to come back and that's what and that's, that's what Miguel's saying, right? Miguel's you set that precedent of like yeah, now it's just, it's just not position wise. I mean, he's got goals. He's he's scoring like yeah. that money that we're spending is like divide that per goal. Right. But then, then but Joao Mario could say the same thing. Joao Mario is one of our lead goal scorers. That's the thing. When you when you break when you have like a, a, a the wage structure, right? And you you have your you set what you want your limits to be. Once you start breaking those, it, it, it can it can cause Correct. all sorts. It can of get out of it. And we have a good example, which is Vigo. Vigo coming in with the salary he came in yeah. with. Look what happened to the locker room. Yeah. It kind of broke it all down, yeah. and we started sucking. So that's a good example that could break a locker room. So just yep. if he needs to be careful on that. And SLB says, let's face it. Last year we would have sold him for fifteen million in the last few years, and nobody was willing to pay it. I don't think any top teams look at him as a starter. He's going to be a backup. That part I'm not too in agreement with i think i think there's a handful or two handfuls of teams at the top of europe that he doesn't start on but i think majority of teams that are looking at him he probably starts on but 
that's just my opinion. I don't know if you guys. Well, you, I don't think he starts like, over Alexandro and Juve. Yeah, you I don't, don't think, think so. Juve. No, I do. Alexandro really? is good, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know, I, but Grimaldo is uh, good. I think Grimaldo. <laughs> Alexandro is better defensively than Grimaldo. Yeah. Is. Well, that's his position. It's yeah. Defend. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But I think it it really depends on obviously the the style. I mean, look at Alexander Arnold. Defensively, he's a nightmare. Going forward, he's a beast, right? So he's a like, big defensive league, though. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. He won't take. I don't unless Sandro Alexandro decides to leave or whatnot. I mean, Juve might not be able to afford him anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's point. Anyone, 20, yeah. Twenty points deducted. They another like solid 15, players. 15. They might 15. be fighting for the relegation at this yeah. point. Um, Oscar or Jay says, "What's Alexandro's contract?" I yeah. don't know. Um, I don't know when his contract is up. Um, quickly to wrap this game up, um, man of the match was Grimaldo voted by, uh, the league or Spartiv or whoever the hell gives the vote out. Uh, what do you guys think? I'll ask Kenny and, or I'll ask Oscar and Bill since they watched the game. Man of the match for you. I, I'm in between John Mario and Grimaldo. They in, 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 in Audi, Audi there too. Then the though those goals were offside. I think he deserves it, but I, I'm okay with giving it to Grimaldo because of the goal that he scored as a stunner. Yeah, I would I would say just the free kick alone is is enough for a man of the match. Okay, nice I'm gonna go different. That was nice. Um, I'm gonna go different. I think Grimaldo was great, right? I think he's an obvious one, Joe Mario. But I think Auschnitz again for me was like all over the place defensively going he's, forward. He's involved in the play, like he's just relentless. Like it, I, I don't know, I don't know how the hell the guy has the stamina. But it's been a while since we've had a player like that, right? Where he's just. All and, game, and, ninety Enzo, minutes. Enzo, yeah, running, Enzo Pettis, right. yeah, like just, just running nonstop, nonstop. Like, no matter yeah. where the ball is, he's fucking over yeah. there. And he's over there. there, like he's yeah. just there, and it's like trying to figure out good, like where he he's, plays. He's good positionally, like he knows his is like uh, where the ball is gonna be. He, fe yeah. I feel like he knows his position on the field really well. He reminds me, think... reminds me of Fasia. Well, yeah. it's crazy to think that he because he's he was more of a trinko. Right. Well, like, that's his natural position, but right, like he's played in these offensive positions. His natural position is is the holding mid, and yep. we're watching him play, and he's playing on the wing, behind yeah. the, the striker, like all over it, the place. Like, it's, and, it's and I feel like he has chemistry with like the players as well. Like, if you compare yeah. him to like Draxler, right? Like Draxler has like no chemistry with anyone on the field, whereas yeah. in there, dude, he's got like chemistry. Yeah. You can just feel the chemistry with the guy. They're like pinging it, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then you compare that to like a player like Draxler, like he just seems like he's by himself, like no one trusts him with the ball, and like it's just yeah. yeah Draxler, I I wouldn't let him finish the season. Yeah, That's I don't think they're gonna terminate. I, I think he's, uh, we're stuck with them. So. Yeah, he, they asked him today about him, and he said they believe that he's gonna. Uh, Roger Schmidt said that he believes he's slowly gaining momentum, and he thinks that he'll still be influential for the team, <laughs> um, at some point this season. So. We'll see, but I agree with you, Kenny. I think that even just looking at their body language, right? Like Auschwitz just looks like he has that natural fluidity with the team, like he's one of them. And I agree, like out Draxler looks like he's kind of just like they picked someone off off the sideline and was like, All right, go play with these people you don't know, right? And you're kind of like in that discomfort zone, like, are they gonna give me the ball? Who should I give the ball to? Um, so I, I can agree with that. I see that too. And just to answer Jay's question, Alexander, his contract expires this year at the end of the season. So, so Mary, that's a replacement. I don't know. When you just said that thing about Schmidt defending Draxler, it reminded me of when uh Jesus came out and said that Nuno Tavares was going to be. Oh my god, Portugal's next. Just like, let's boost them up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get those numbers up. 
Um, moving on to the first half of the season. Uh, we, we just reached halfway point. Benfica's top of the league. We're in the knockout stage of the Champions League. We are still in the Taça de Portugal. We are out of the Taça da Liga. Um, we've lost one game all season, which was a terrible performance against Braga. Um, in terms of stats as a whole, um, at least for the league perspective, Benfica's got 45 goals, 12 goals conceded. Um, how would you guys rate this first half of the season from a 0 to 10? Kenny, I'll start with you. Zero to a ten, I uh, a ten. I think it's been really? a terrific. The hell this, this, so there's perfect. no room for improvement. Perfect. Ten is not is perfect, dude. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, dude, we lost one game. That's we that's not perfect. Near perfect. That makes it Near not perfect. perfect. Yeah, but that's. I mean, honestly, I I thought we were gonna be good. I didn't think. I gotta be honest. And despite we're 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 not in form right now, but I did not think we were gonna be like this good with a brand new coach bunch of new players like i just was expecting a little bit more of, of hiccups along the way but not only did we get like started off good champions league was probably one of the i gotta be like the best runs we've had in a long time like it just it really i mean we're playing some really good ball i mean if nine because there's always room for improvement <laughs> but like yeah i mean I, I i didn't expect it to have gone this well so that's why i give it a 10. okay okay kenny's giving it a 10. Jason Four gives an eight point, an eight point eight. That's a professional score, an eight point eight. Uh, Bill, what's your? How would you rate it? Yeah, I mean, like Kenny said, right? One loss all season, like definitely not what we expected. I, I'd give it a, a nine point two, right? Like, there's all room for improvement. Yeah, that Braga game, dude. That I, I honestly think if that Braga game's played before the World Cup, like, would have finished the first round unbeaten right that that braga game right our only hiccup this season was our first back after the world cup and it like noticeably looked like shit right after a, a month and a half off right if that game's played before the world cup there's no world cup right there's no break i don't see us losing that game we would have finished the first half of the season unbeaten best best attack a best attack in the league I'm assuming without those the three goals from Braga, we probably would have been one of the best defenses in the league, right? Like, there's yeah, there's room for improvement, obviously, but like, there's not much room, right? That was pretty perfect of a, a first round. Yeah, we're second best defense in the league. Um, Porto's got the best. We've conceded twelve. Porto's conceded eleven. Um, and you so take, even if you with take that, those. Three yeah. Braga goals, because I don't. I don't think we can see three to blog Braga if we're in our pre World Cup uh, form, right? Like best half defense in the league, undefeated first first run first round of the, of the season, the, the run we had in the Champions League. I mean, it's it's hard Fair. to to point out any like any things you can complain about and and want like massive changes, right? Like. It's, okay. it's hard to look at the season, we, the first round that we've had. And have you ever complain. felt this good, like in Champions League? Like, I I know Champions League's like a huge, like, like the holy grail. But like, I've never felt so good about a Champions yeah, League campaign. So I thing. mean, we've gone right. this far we got before. A favor- no, I know, but like not but this dominant. We've had a fa- oh, in terms a of performance wise, right? 
and we got a favorable draw like going into the next round like yeah true yeah, yeah. we have so like, we got things, a... are, things at that point were like going in our in our in our way and like it, it we were smooth sailing at that point in the season so kenny was a what was would you change your score to a nine no, no, no. I'm I'm going to ten. You're, you're I, I with a ten. Okay. From Jay. Like I, I'm not here rating pizzas, and I'm not a follower. <laughs> I'm a leader, so this is my scale. I'm going with a ten, straight up. All right, 10. he's going with a ten. Bill, what was your score? Nine point two. Nine point two. So we got a ten. We got a nine point two. Oscar, what are you what are you going with here? Here comes um, a six. No, no, no. So, so here the, comes the bar. So if you guys, if if you rate Benfica a ten. What what would you rate Porto till to now? Porto Porto in the first half of the season? I don't know what they're yes, right till now. Uh, they're in third. I mean, Braga's playing. Braga's in. I'd give them a, a an eight. Porto. An okay. Eight. So now Porto is in the final of the League Cup. Porto is in the in the Taça de Portugal. Porto is competing for the champ, for the Champions League, right? Mm-hmm. And Porto is in, is fighting for the Campeonato. Mm-hmm. Benfica got knocked out of the league cup. Mm-hmm. They are still in the Taça de Portugal mm-hmm. and basically in fighting for the campeonato. So, yeah, so they're, looking up. they're looking up. I get it. If five points in the second half of the season started. So to me, is Benfica has a lot to improve. And and because they got knocked out of the league cup, it's an 8.2. 8.2 because they're in first place. Besides that, I would read them lower because they not like they already lost the title and Porto has gone. Okay, I like the analysis and the breakdown. I like that. It was good. Um, so we got an eight point two, we got a nine point two, we got a ten. We got what Jason. What were you expecting an... at the beginning of the season? I, dude, after last season, George Jesus, I probably expected <laughs> us to be in fifth or sixth or seventh. So it's improvement, but but I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be rating them at eight point two. Yeah, Oscar's Oscar's expectations couldn't have been good because he didn't want an international coach. Remember that? that? That's true. Yeah, he did not want Roger. <laughs> no, he did not. Um, I would say I would put us at. I think I'm I'm similar with Oscar in the sense of like I would go like an eight point five. Like being knocked out of the Tasa Liga for me, I think I said that last time is. Does it suck? Sure. Like you want to win every competition you're in. Am I bothered by it? I really don't give it. I don't. I don't care. Like we're. It's the fourth least or the third least important competition domestically fourth least important competition i would say in terms of benfica's goal going into every season again do you want to win everything that you're involved in 100 yeah, but doesn't make it perfect doesn't make this correct no i agree perfect so i would i would put us like at an 8.5 i think i would never give a 10 rating because i always think there's room for improvement unless you win every single game and smash um so i'd say i'll go with an 8.5 here um in terms of my rating which is, I'm surprised I aligned more with Oscar than with Kenny and Bill. I figured it would have been the other way around, but interesting. Um, moving on here, transfer market. We've had some coming and some going. Uh, and I, I don't think I missed anyone, but in terms of incoming this January, we've had Sheldrup, Gonzalez, and Casper. Um, outgoing, Benfica continues to kind of clean out the house uh, of some of the players that either don't play or, or they haven't been able to place recently. Yeah. So Rodrigo Pino went on loan or Rodrigo Pino went for good. Uh, Gildi has just left today or the rumor that he's leaving today to Bazak Shakir where PZ was. Conti moved. John Brooks went to Hoffenheim. Jean Vitor's on loan to Nantes. Tomas Tavares went uh, permanent to Spartak. Henrique Arujo on loan to Watford. 
Joan Ferreira went permanently to, I think, Watford 2, I want to say. I can't remember. It was somewhere in England. Yeah. Diogo Salves went to Copenhagen. Um, how are you guys feeling about Benfica's transfer business? And not just in January, but kind of this, our approach to the transfer market this year in terms of what we're used to seeing, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, where it was like, Yanni Gonzalez is coming in and all these guys coming in is basically they come in through the front door and they walk right out the back door and they never play. And there's just money going here, money going there. And they're on our books for years. Um, I feel like we're taking a different approach. And then on the other side of it as well, in terms of the sagas and the, the, the information of like who's coming, who's going and it's a soap opera. Um, so how are you guys feeling about that? Can I'll start with you again here. I like I like that we're kind of keeping our business uh, quieter, right? Like I feel like we don't really know about these these transfers until like the day of or the day before, like that the signing's about to happen. So I I actually it's not really good entertainment on our end, right? Like it's it's not something you can really talk about because you you only find out about it after. So, but for the club keeping the business within inside the the walls of Benfica, I like it. Um, I think it keeps also away like. I, I, I always felt like when Benfica was rumored to get a player, Porto always ended up with them, right? Like it would be in the papers for a month and then they would end up being at Porto. So it's like a part of me likes it because it's it like keeps it under, you know, under the clean sheets. Although, you know, behind the scenes, I'm sure they're all talking um, agents, talking with teams and all that. But um, I do like cleaning the house. I think we've had for a long time, we've had players, like you said, that just never played, never saw the field. Um you know, so it's 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 good that the ones that we we have that have some potential are getting loaned out. Um, and then, you know, the, the the new players coming in. I mean, I don't know anything about those two young kids that that got signed. Uh, you know, let's see what comes of them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like I like the the way we're, we're, we're running business. I don't I did not like the the Enrique Eruju getting loaned out. Um I'm not a Musa guy. I think if there was a backup, I would have rather have been the kid. But I also see the other side where, like, if he actually gets minutes in the Premier League, that's only going to benefit him and benefit us when he comes back, hopefully. Championship. Yeah, he's in the championship. And that was part of – But it's yeah, still – I mean, Wofford. still, yeah. still. the it's still I mean, high the, level. Yeah, it's very it's high still, level, yeah. yeah. But that was also part of uh, the negotiation was Benfica as Watford had to play him in a certain percentage of games in order for him to go. So I think, again, that shows Benfica's different approach to loaning players and the purpose behind it, right? Like I see them loaning Enrique Arujo with the mindset of like him coming back and being like a Tinu, right? Coming back in and being more developed and more mature mm-hmm. opposed to in the past. It was like, Hey, we got these 25 players. We're going to loan them. I don't care where they go. I don't care if you play, but you're just going to go somewhere. Right. And I feel like there's, uh, yeah, there's a strategy was now. Kill, was he killing it in the on the B team? Yeah, he's been scoring on the B team as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really would have liked to have seen him with more minutes, like Musa minutes. I think you'd be more productive than Musa's been. But I mean, then again, I, I, I think there was a big investment in Musa, so that's why they're they're giving him a, a full opportunity here. Fair. My my biggest concern when it comes to this is is and that's this is reason why I was so uh, like basically not in favor of the strength of a foreign coach is because a lot of we see a lot of Portuguese going out and a lot of foreigns coming in. Um, even though Gadis came in for six months, he's not a permanent signing. Now you see Casper and Andres is they're coming in as full signings, 
and we see these Portuguese kids from the academy because the, the Rui Costa's big thing and we should be it was academy, academy, academy. Bruno Lodge came in and like half of our team at one point, we get eight Portuguese players on the 11, right? Um, now we're starting to see less and less and less. So I don't know. We're, what probably, the, we're probably the team in Portugal with probably the most Portuguese No, no, players. I'm not. I know, but, but Especially we're, out of the big three. we're declining. Like Diogo Gonçalves is gone. Gil Diaz is gone. Like Chiquinho was almost gone until he just but stepped see, up and became Ronaldinho. Yeah. My, my thought with all these like academy guys, right? And like, it's, yeah, you, you give them a shot, but you, you know, you're like out of the thousands that go through the academy, you're not going to hit on all of them. Right. Like, no, that's like true. the same thing with the signings. Like it's it's quality over quantity, right? Like you got to pick and choose. Like do your do the, the the search, right? Like scouting departments, and like you figure out who you need, and make sure you hit on those that you sign, right? Instead of signing ten fucking guys in January transfer window like we used to, you sign two or three. Those two or three better fucking hit, right? Like right. Uh, and now now our, now do you, what do you know about? I mean, he must know more about so, this, these guys than I than we do. Obviously, Jason actually made made the comment right, and I like it, it like perfect sense, right? Like Freddie, none of us fucking knew who this fucking guy was, right? He was obviously uh, a Roger ask, right? Coming from the the Dutch league, like he knew who he was and played against him, like knows him. I'm assuming these two Nordic kids were. A Roger asked because it's a market that we never fucking go dib, like dabbing our toes into. Like we were in South America, we're in like yeah. like that's our market. Getting these kids from fucking wherever that Norway, I think one's from Norway. The, I can't remember where the other one's from, but a market that we never right. go into. So I'm assuming this is a Roger no, and, his, and, 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 and his eyes on these kids, right? And like as of right now, like he nailed it with Freddie, like. Now what do you what do you say what do you say if I mean we paid how much was it five million for one and uh ten yeah these are low these are Sheldrick I think was like ten plus bonus I mean, five or low money when you say low when you when you say low risk I mean I don't think it's low risk they think it's ten million is not is not low risk I was gonna say Sheldrick I don't think is low risk especially for a kid who's like yeah like so so like young kids right say say right now like academy play like I'm not. I'm just using an example. Diogo Moreira, right? He, he, during preseason, he shows some, some, uh, you know, somewhat like the, he had potential, right? Um, but you go, you don't give him an opportunity because what? He's he's not. He's he's definitely low risk, right? But then you go and give it to some 18 year old that comes from Denmark, a higher right. risk because you're paying more. But I don't know. And if they don't pin out, that means we lose more, a lot more money because there's a lot higher risk there. With the academy, it's one of those things where, like, you, yeah, from as a Benfica, you want to see the full, like, you would love to see the the starting eleven from for Benfica be all academy kids. It's not gonna fucking happen, right? Like, you're gonna have to make like pick and choose which academy yeah. kids get their shot, and then you go go and pick and choose guys you have to sign, right? And like, it's got to be a mixture, like, and these academy kids, like you, you touched on 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 Diogo Moreira, right? Like. These kids, he got a shot in the preseason, right? He was training with the first team, got a shot all preseason, was sent down to the B team. He's not even fucking playing on the B team now. Like, no. clearly something's say, wrong in that like yeah. that kid's head. Where he, like, he, uh, yeah, he either he was thinking too much of himself, and oh, I won, I won, I won the 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 Champions League, the Youth Champions mm-hmm. League. I won the Youth. Uh, what was it on the Intercontinental, whatever? Yeah, intercontinental, the, the one they played. Yeah, yeah, like this kid 
was a full of himself, right? Like, didn't show anything. Like, I'm standing with the manager on this one, right? Like, if you don't show anything in training, you don't deserve a shot to play, right? Tra- you have to show in training that you deserve an opportunity to play in a game. And if you're not showing it in training, you're not going to get your shot to play in a game. No, so if he's not showing it in training, obviously he's not going to get playing time. Well, he's he not sent the... to the B team. No, he gets but, sent to the B team, and now he's not even playing on the B team. So clearly, there's something. But he's not the only one, right? Like I mean, right. We've Benfica's had plenty of cases in the B team oh, again, and it's not just Benfica, right? Kids that have a good season or a good moment, and then all of a sudden they start to get in their head. Their agents start to chirp in their head, yep. right? And it's like uh, Ronaldo Camara, same thing, right? He left Benfica, he went to Monza. Now he just rescinded his contract with Monza, right? And he was a player that. People spoke highly of him. Diogo Moreira is going through a similar situation now, right? And there's a few others that uh, – Mbalo, another one, right? Another one that was, you know, supposed to be a, a huge thing. His agent got in his ear and everything fell apart, right? So uh, there's a lot of those situations. And they say there's a few that Befica have coming up on end of contract and probably not going to renew with them because there's just too much – they want too much and they want too many guarantees – where Benfica is like, listen, like you haven't, I can't guarantee you that you're going to be a first team player, right? Like you need to show me. And it brings me back to an interview that I saw from Michael Jordan, where he said the players of the past had to prove themselves before they got the deal because there wasn't social media. There wasn't all this stuff. The players of today get the deal before they prove themselves. And I think it speaks volumes, right? Because the exposure today is not like it was back in the day, right? So today you, you know, you score a nice goal or you have a nice move and it's like, sign that guy, right? Let's give him the money. Let's get him on the contract because it's a low risk, potential high reward, right? Whereas in the past, it wasn't like that. So I think, unfortunately, we're going to continue to have those issues and and hopefully we can just weed out those guys that it's like, listen, you don't want to be here. Then go find another place to be. And, and wait, don't... but then, but then again, we just did it to Andres. Andres, eighteen years old. What, what's he proven right now? But that's like, but that comes from the scouting. We haven't seen him. We don't know what he's proven. But obviously, he's I mean, proven something from a scouting perspective. Promes- like those two guys are supposed to be promises of their their country. So it's mm-hmm. like, they're... and they say those two guys are like one, two of the highest rated, and even Andres Sherdrup. They say there's uh, people that say they don't know how the hell Benfica got him over some of the big European clubs that wanted him. I know Liverpool was one of them, and he, he de- declined Liverpool. Potentially, maybe he was going to get more minutes at Benfica. That's a potential scenario. Look, or a it, guarantee. It, maybe. On, yeah. his, on the but, contract. But but I, I'll sure. say this, because I, I understand that the you know $10 million is in chunk change to Benfica, and I, I get that, but... We're used to now spending over ten million on players. I mean, we we paid twenty twenty something for um, Cibolina and twenty 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 five for Darwin. And those players don't pan out. The, like I get ten million is not a lot, but it is to me. It's more of a low risk than than you know going back to Brazil. I mean, the Brazilian market isn't what they used to be. I mean, you're paying over ten million dollars a player over there. I mean, João Vitor. I don't know how much he costs, and he hasn't even played a minute for Benfica. I don't think. He's played. He, he played in the Tusso Liga. He just got loaned to Nantes. But like, yeah. it's not the market that we're, we're we were used to from like a decade ago. So it's like I like that we're like Bill was saying we're um, we've got a coach where like clearly he's got a little bit more insight into these these markets that we're not familiar with, and the scouting team is doing their due diligence and able to get some of these players. Now, could they absolutely be flops? 
100%. I mean, we're not going to hit on every player. Ausnes was a good example, and these two kids could be awful examples. But it's a it's a $10 million mistake versus going to Brazil and making another $20 million mis- mistake because that's where they yeah. – But we didn't make a $20 million mistake with Cebola. He didn't pin out, but we don't lose mu- that much money on him. Like, they yeah, got but- him back for, like, what, $18 yeah. million? Okay, and these kids – I mean, you're spending $10. You, I, you could probably get – 12 15 from it right like they're they're still Especially given their age yeah they're so yeah, young they're yeah be young and someone's gonna someone's gonna overpay for them because there's not many markets that you can go out and get players for cheap money anymore. who who was the serbian kid that was attacking a number Markovic. 10 no the, the, the other one oh. that came with him Judicic. Uh, Judicic. That, that basically yeah, just that didn't pin out so he was like he was supposed now. to be the stud or, he was supposed to be the Italy number now, 10. I, I actually had really high hopes for him and he just never panned out for us Z, uh, Jose and Zikovic was the same thing, but he was, he we, was decent. He when we signed him, when we signed him, he was like the best. We had a player. bunch of them that year: Zikovic, yeah. Judicic, uh, Sulemani, Markovic. Sulemani. We had the center back. I forgot what the hell. Mitrovic, the center back. We had like half the Serbian national team. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I want to move on to the last segment here before we wrap up. Um, overrated, underrated, perfectly rated, based on their career at Benfica. Jason picked the player for today. Um, wait, wait, picked... wait, wait. So we're doing, we're doing all I thought everybody had to pick a player, and then we just no, everyone's doing Gaetan. You should save Jay's, Jay's player for, for when Jay's on the pod. So yeah, we can even defend him. No, he already gave his opinion. His The player he picked for us to debate today was Nico Gaetan. Call in Jay. Overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated based on his Benfica career. Um, I'm going to give you guys some stats here. Um, 261 official matches, 41 goals, 89 assists. He won three league titles, one Tassa de Portugal, five Tassas de Liga, one Super Tassa. Joined Benfica from Boca Juniors for 8.4 million. Sold to Atlético Madrid for 25 million. Um, Wait, what's the, say the stats one more time. <laughs> 261 official matches, 41 goals, 89 assists, three league titles, one Tassa de Portugal, five, uh, five Tassas de Liga, one Super Tassa. Bought him for 8.4 million, sold him for 25 million to Atletico Madrid. In he played one, two, three, four, five, six seasons. In his first season, he had nine assists and ten goals. He was top three in assists, top five in goals. In his following five seasons, he was the number one assists in the Benfica team across all competitions. Um, he had 17 assists, 13 assists, 13 assists, 16 assists, and 20 assists in his last season. He had Five goals or 10 goals his first season, five goals his second, five goals, eight goals, four goals, 11 goals. His last season at Benfica was his best with 20 assists, 11 goals. And he played alongside guys like Saviola, Aymar, Jonas, Enzo, Markovic. Uh, He didn't overlap with Di Maria, um, but he played with some studs, Ramirez, Witzels, Cardozo, Lima, uh, PZ. I think he only overlapped one season. It was PZ's first season. Was it two? Um, but even if he was too, PZ had, he was, he out, he out assisted PZ. And if I think PZ joined 14, 15 and he was, Gaetan was still leading assist in, in those two seasons. Um, there's a lot that can be said here. Um, Oscar, I'll start with you. Underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated. And I'll give you guys each, uh, two to three minutes to say your piece. All right, so guy time. I don't. Uh, Jason thinks he's underrated, right? And I, I'm trying to understand why he thinks he's underrated because I don't think any Benfica fan. That's why it's important. He's here. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't know if any Benfica fan that thinks oh Gaetan sucked at Benfica or he's whatever. Like every time a lot of play a lot of people that we talk to actually put Gaetan on their preferred eleven for Benfica's our lifetime, right? So I don't think he's underrated. I think he's perfectly rated just for that reason because no Benfica. I don't hear Benfica fans saying uh, Gaetan sucked or Gaetan should leave or blah, blah blah. But then I asked Jason on the text message. I asked, do you think PZ is underrated? And he goes, no, PZ is overrated. And then I compare the numbers and I'm like, holy shit, let me go check out the numbers. Maybe because that's how I, that, the reason I, how I, I, I regard a player of a overrated high or underrated or perfectly rated is what they've done for Benfica, right? So I come to, I come uh, and I see Gaetan's numbers. You just said them, right? Perfect numbers. And I say perfectly rated. So why is PZ underrated when he has, uh, you know, 234 games for, for Benfica, for the, for the only for the cup? Uh, starts 195, um, has 64 goals, 60, 65 assists. Like, how is that underrated or overrated for, for PZ? So uh, if you want to be fair to Gaetan and and, and uh, say he's underrated, then give a, go ahead and be fair to PZ as well. Both of them, I think, I think to, be, to be honest, PZ is, uh, is underrated for Benfica fans for the numbers he's put up. And and I think Gaetan is perfectly rated because nobody says Gaetan sucked at Benfica. I, I don't huh? think Jay's point was that People say he sucks, and I think it. He, I, I think that he says that he's not a player. Yeah, that right you there. He's not a player. People, people don't talk about, about him. They don't the talk about him enough of how important he was for that. For, I, for, I don't agree with that. I, I don't. No, I, I also, I also, I also don't agree with that. But I, I, I don't think it's because like people say yeah, yeah. he sucks, and they don't, and they don't say no. But like, well, yes, think about it. like Cardoso is gone. Cardoso was under uh, unbelievable. One of our best strikers, foreign strikers of all time, right? Do we talk about Cardoso every day or say no? Gaetan's the same thing. Like right. once you're gone for five years, you're gonna be forgotten by the yeah. fans. You're not gonna or forgotten meaning like you're not gonna be brought up when we're talking about the best eleven or who is your favorite player of all time with Benfica. That's yeah. when you're gonna be brought up. But like other than that, you don't talk about Ramirez. And Ramirez is unbelievable. Yeah. You don't talk about uh, David Luiz and he was he was good for Benfica. Like that's that's we just don't talk about him. Yeah. I, I agree with one like a point Oscar made right. Like if you were to ask a lot of kids. A lot of people our age, right? Like this generation, to like best eleven that you've seen play. I think Nico Gaetan is in probably ninety percent of those best 11s, right? Like I, I is think, he though? No, I, he's not, dude. Stop it. In the Benfica teams that you've seen play, you don't think yeah. Nico Gaetan is in dude. the majority of those? No, 11s? they're not. They're, they're but see, I'm going to stop you there, and that's where I think Jay 100%. thinks that he's underrated. No, but but because we have Simão Sabrosa, who nobody takes a spot, right? We have Di Maria, who nobody takes a spot. So that's two wingers. Obviously, Gaetan is not going to be another a third winger there. I think it, I I would, dude. I love Simão, but I would take Nico. What? Over what? Oh, right. now, 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 now you just smoked. You Simão. smoked. You drank a lot <laughs> oh of fucking whiskey, and take, you need to go back to the Get out of that toilet. But and I think Nico, Nico is a better player than Simão. Dude, you're unbelievable. Dude, stop, 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 stop. You, you just no made chance. me puke. Really? Okay. Mike, Mike, I love Simão, but I think uh, Mike is a better player. You don't have to come, Luke. Call it. I I disagree with that too. A hundred percent. Oh my god! I'll say this. I'll say this. And Mike brought it up. Nico Gaetan, yes, very good player. I do not think he's overrated. I think he's rated perfectly fine. Yeah. He was on a team during a time Benfica was un like unstoppable. So yes, Gaetan had a lot to do with that, or had actually didn't have a lot to do. He had something to do with that. But those were like Mike said, stacked teams, stacked. 
So I I think he was he wasn't one of those players where it was like Nico Gaetan plus eleven. It was more like it was one of them. Like that that team was a unit, and Nico just happened to play and, on that team. And and not only that, look, just remember, C. Mount played with with junk players, and he won as a league after ten okay. years of being on the. On and the I know this isn't the segment, but for me, that that's that was going to be my <laughs> player. But I know it's not the segment. We'll leave it for another conversation. But to me, C. Mount. Unbelievable. To me, is underrated because of what he did. It was C Mount plus a plus ten, a hundred percent, in my opinion, and one of the most difficult times of the club. So, but that's it. We're talking about Nico Gaetan. I think he's perfectly rated. Yeah. Um, and I and I and I'm not saying I don't like him. I don't appreciate him. I absolutely appreciate him. He was a good player for Benfica. Really good player. I think he's perfectly rated though. Dude, I, I'm, I, I still, I still came and I, my, my mind is not processing any what Bill just said. I just can't even talk. I uh, I will I will die on that hill. I think Nico you, you, you should is a better player than Simran was. And what, oh. what makes you think that, dude? Tell me. <laughs> Tell me what in your world makes you think that. Tell me what Hold on, play. before he answers, before he answers you, I gotta go to the comments. So Chico Marcelino says Simon was the player of the two thousands decade for Benfica and SLBS says, kick that guy out right now. Simon's the best player we've had in the last good. Good. I like Bill, it. Bill, answer Oscar's I like question. It. I'm with Did Amelia. I... Wait, Jay, you have to answer. You also. Holy shit. Also Thanks with me, dude. This is. You think this is a new year. He's done with this guy. Bill. Oh, my God. Answer Oscar's question. I just. I think. Simao was great. I love Simao. Uh, but yeah, I, think, I think Nico on the ball was better than Simao. Right? I think Nico created better than Simao could create. Simao might be – I would give Simao the, the, the edge on finishing. I think Simao is a better finisher. But I think Nico's skill on the ball and his his ability to create was so, far superior than Simao was. And for that alone, I, I I take that in a player all day. And especially in a team like Benfica had in those years with with Cardoso and Jonas. Like, he he didn't have to score a shit ton of goals. Like, he was one that, that created – and like you said, five, year, five or six years in a row where he was – the leading assister on, on the team, like he would just create for everyone else, and him on the ball was was Mike. How easy is it for you to come to to get stats on both? Dude, on was was Nico Gaetan ever called up to the national team? He did. He did to be yeah. right bench. Yeah. yeah, but if you dude, if you also look at the selection that Argentina had, you, I don't think you could compare it to to the the, the teams that that we oh, had. Oh yeah, right. I I forgot about Salvi. Salvi was better than Gaetan and Benfica to me. Now you're crazy. Oh, I'm crazy. I don't agree with that. Tell me, 100%. tell me, tell me, uh, uh, dude. I don't understand. You're in the same boat as me now. No, no, I'm not. You're in the I'm same not boat. in the same boat. Because craziness. Salvi, Salvi, Salvi to me was as a true. Gaetano, like he's perfectly rated, dude. And nobody's ever seen Gaetano as bad or anything like that. I, I agree. Is, Gaetano's perfectly rated. Yeah. So, 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 well, you, better than Simon. I, and you're, I, and you're think, I personally, opinion. I just think he's better than Simon. Yes, my personal. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the numbers. You're underrating Simon. I, I mean, I'm gonna give you the numbers here. So SLBS says Simon Di Maria, Salvio Ramirez, all much better than Gaetan. Uh, Jay says I love Nico. Simon is great man, but I take Nico if I had to pick one. Those would be my wingers, Simon and Gaetan. If I had to put an all-time, I've seen Benfica. Surprised you leave Di Maria out. Um, SLBS says Rafa Nerz are also much better than Gaetan. That's a bold statement. Um, in terms of numbers, Simon at Benfica, 218 official matches, 91 goals. 52 assists. So we had compare those three with, with Gaitan. 
so he had more than double the amount of goals, and Gaetan had an extra 38 assists. But think about this. Simon played with correct. who, and then Gaetan crossed the ball to Cardozo, and Cardozo find the net, right? Yeah. And Lima. <laughs> and Lima. And and Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Now, now tell I'm me. Not, I'm not arguing how. I'm not arguing that Simon wasn't good. I love Simon. <laughs> just as a player, I I think Gaetan was better. Is better. Wow, this is a good argument. Interesting. I mean, a good. This is a good discussion. I don't think it's an argument. I, I, this is <laughs> no. It's not an argument. It's not even comparable. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Oscar. I'm 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 flabbergasted that my that Jay even said that. I mean, Dude, that's that, crazy. That Simel is almost regards after Luisan, one of our best captains. Hundred uh, percent. The team that basically carried the team in his back. I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I just, as a player, I prefer Nico Gaetan. Oh Dude. man, this this is gonna. When I bring Simel Sabraza is my under, I'm is my underrated player, and God, it's like coming to fruition, like in front of my eyes. Well, we're gonna have to. We'll have to pick another good one for uh, for next week, but this was definitely an interesting debate and surfaced some opinions that clearly uh, threw some people off. I mean, SLBES kicked Bill off the podcast. Yeah, no, I love it. Bill's Bill's been fired. Tune in next week to see if I'm back. What's your take? Just don't. I think I think he's perfectly rated. I think he was. I think he was really good while he was here, but I do agree with your perspective of right, like it's much easier to perform in a team that's well-oiled and playing well. Um, right. And when you have the options, right. Then it is to play in a team that maybe doesn't have as good of an options. Right. I think the Seamount and Gaitan comparison, I think we might want to check what's in that cup bill. I don't know what's going on over there, but he's well, he's ginger ale. Yeah. 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 Um, I know, I know. People like Jay likes Nico, and I get it. He's he's the guy that he's been a fan of Nico's. He's like maybe he likes the style of playing, but when it comes to what means more to a team, Simão or Nico to Benfica, somebody that picks Nico over a guy over Simão, or either don't know much about the game, or or they just trying or to drank argue. too much ginger ale. <laughs> that could maybe, be maybe they just maybe they it's been so long they just. They, they, they forgot. They, you know, they forgot. Yeah. Right, Nico's yeah. more recent to the memory. Yeah. We'll be in the Jay says he'd pick them both. So Jay's a fan of both of them. <laughs> he um, puts them both on the lineup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, I, I think I think he's I think he's perfectly rated. But I think again, it's much easier to perform. I mean, look look at a guy like Markovic, right? Like he was lights out. At Benfica, right, and then he was never able to find himself when he left, right. So I think playing in a team that performs well, again, not taking anything from Gaitan, I thought he was really good. He had some brilliant moments. That Panenka goal that he scored in the Champions League versus Pauk against Atlético Madrid, against Juventus, the game that we made it to the Champions or to the Europa League final. He that's had, sporting, I mean, he loved himself play. a game against Sporting. Not just that one play. I mean, it seemed like I mean, every time he bunch, played against yeah. Sporting, he was up for it. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely perfectly rated. But I do see Jay's perspective in the sense of like when people talk about the Benfica of JJ version 1.0, a lot of times other players are talked about first over him, right? You got the not so much the media because they didn't play at the same time, but Saviola, right? Oscar just mentioned Saviola, Aymad, Cardoso, right? And I think with justification, right? Like those guys were monsters themselves. Right, but I think that's where Jay's thought process is. I could be wrong, but I think that's where his thought process is in the sense of like all those other names are thrown around more frequently 
then you hear Gaetan. But I don't think it takes away from what he gave to us. But I also, I agree with you guys that I think he's, well, I agree with Oscar and, and Kenny. I guess Bill said he's perfectly rated. I mean, too, he's but... perfectly rated, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you said he's perfectly rated, but then you dropped a grenade <laughs> in the oh. middle of that perfectly rated. Um... I, I think Simel's perfectly rated as well. I just prefer a player <laughs> like Nico over Simel. I mean, all right. So Jay agrees that I, I I depicted his visualization of this uh, spot on. So I think we we settled that um, quickly before we jump off. Dave says, "Our Braga buddy, um, I'll ask Dave's question. I'll ask you guys a quick question too to wrap up. Ned for all his athleticism and talent, is he getting better as a player? He is twenty six. Has he looked like a player whose value has increased? Anyone want to take that? I I saw something. I think it was the the X Ix." coach or fitness guy or something was talking about how he like Ned is always seems to like get injured when he's in like full peak and form. performing and at his best. And I mean, we, we saw it, right? Like he was lights out to begin the season and, and now it doesn't seem like he can stay fit and get back to that form. Um, That's why we I got mean, the, the deal, the deal we made to, to sign him, right? Like I, I we good. essentially didn't pay anything, right? Like it was yeah. just, we were just cleaning a debt that they had. Um, so, I mean, if we were to sell them at that point, it's essentially profit, but, and I think easily turn around and sell them for more than, I think it was what, 10 or 12 mil. Right. I think it's what the, the essential transfer value was. Oh yeah. The bottom. Yep. Uh, I think we can, in today's market, you turn around and sell for as long as he stays fit. I think more than um, that. Yeah. You know, you know what I think, I think him coming in at 89th minute, on a game is is not. I thought it was weird. It's not going to help. It's not going to help. He's he's a he's a player that he feels like he's important to the team, or I think he should feel like he's important to the team. Like he should be like a, a fighting for a lot. And he's coming in at 89th minute. It's almost like what happened with Ronaldo Manchester United coming in late and him saying no. And I felt that when he came in today in the 89th minute, like he was not happy. Like yep. it's 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 a time wasting players, and he's not a time wasting player. I think he's one of those players where, and like we we said it about Rafa, where you feel like the the manager needs to like talk him up and kind of coddle him a little bit. I feel like he might be one of those players, like type of players as well, where like he needs like the manager's like su full support and like publicly. And and I, I agree. I don't think being subbed on with a minute or whatever left in the game is going to help your confidence at all. Because I mean, we've all been there and. They call you in and you're like, fuck's the point? Like, what's the point of this? Like, do, do you but, think he's kind of just building building it up? Like, he's coming off injury. Do you think he's like building him up to kind of? Yeah, build him up with I, 10 I'm, minutes, 15 minutes. No, 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 up no, with no, no, keeping, also keeping him, today, um, was, today was strange. Like, normally you don't see like a, him being subbed on like that, right? If he's coming on, he's typically coming on with 60th minute, 70, 70th right. minute. Today, I, today I think, was, I, I was out of I the norm. I didn't see it, so I, yeah. I don't know. But, like, I, I think he's also probably trying to protect the player so that when we have the Champions League run, he's, like, fit, yeah. ready to go and not yeah, I think, uh, still with the knock. You, with we, have, we had Freddie. Freddie is on one more yell. He's out the next game, right? Freddie played the whole game. Why not take yeah. Freddie out and put Nettis in a little earlier so he can get back into the rhythm? But he kept yeah. Freddie the whole game. Yeah, it's an I mean, interesting. It's, it's hard uh, to question uh, Rogers' tactics and moves so far this season. So, Sylvia says he's but, coming back from an injury. He needs minutes. It physically is not ready for ninety minutes. He's no, not, and he played. Yeah. he played recently. I think he played forty-five minutes. Yeah. But I think I agree with Oscar. Right, like the fact that he came in today in the 89th today was minute. 
right? I think there were other options on the bench that potentially could have come on to burn a sub or to burn some time yeah. um, and not Neves, right? I mean, on the bench, we had <clears throat> Gilberto, Lucas Ruiz, Marat, Jean Neves, right? Like Jean Neves yeah, is, Jean Neves is a guy that could have came in. Yeah. He could have came in for a minute or three minutes or whatever the hell it was. Something contractually? I don't know. I don't think I'd like to think that there's nothing wrong there, right? But I do think it was odd that he was the chosen player to come in yeah. 2-0 in the 89th minute. But from what he's shown us in the first two, three months of the season, I think he's he could be and should be a very pivotal player to us for the run out if he, he stays be. fit. I, I think, think he will be as well. I, I hope so. It's, it's six, I mean, yeah, we got to give it time. I mean, with, with Geds coming in, right, you have that option to be able to give him some rest and not have to like, and it takes pressure off him i feel right right like, like you don't have to rely on him co- like correct constant like you have that option where you can even with rafa like you can rotate those three guys yeah. there's games Less where you pressure. can sit one and rest guys yeah. and like you, at this point you start playing for the for the long season and, and hoping that you're making a deep run in shape and thinking you're going to need the fresher legs uh longer into the season yeah, so to finish up here, Mefica plays next against Edoka, another away match. Um, that'll be three in a row. <clears throat> we went to Santa Clara, we went oh. to Pasfreira, we're going Why to Why is Edoka. that? Why three? Why do we row? go back home? Holy shit. It's because the, the Pasfreira game is from the 20th Jornada. So it's two, it's two games ahead, but we moved it back. I think it was for scheduling reasons. So we played three away. We're going to go to Braga for the Tasa. Or we're going to play at home against Casapia, then we go to Braga for the Tasa, and then we go to Bruges. So we have a run of six games, and five of them are away from home, um, which is a pivotal pivotal phase for us. Um, you go two and zero right now away. Yeah, so we got three yeah, more. I mean, we have to keep it going. Correct. So we play at Oka next week. I believe it's on Wednesday. Um, we'll be back next week to uh, talk about that game because that we don't play this weekend. Um, also, don't forget social media. Um, if you like our podcast, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share on YouTube, Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, on TikTok. Uh, Dave says, do you agree with the schedule change? I don't know what the ins and outs were of it, to be honest with you. I know Pas Ferreira was against it. Um, I'm assuming it was because of scheduling reasons. I also saw Benfica requested it, moved up to keep... Uh, like their physical um, levels high and and not have a long break in between games because if we didn't play this game now we would have had 10 days off or something like that before we played at Oka because there was the Tasa Liga games um, this week right so I think that was basically our filler to maintain some fluidity there Um, so I don't know the ins and outs of it if it was if that was the reason like Somebody agreed to it, right? If Pasfereda was against it, I mean, it's not like Pasfereda is playing a shit ton of games either, right? So it's not like they're in Europe and it's creating uh, chaos there. Pasfereda, no, because they play Jovi Sins, which is important for them. And I get it, right? Like, I don't know the ins and outs of it. If if it went against any regulations, then then fine. I understand Benfica's approach to it. I don't know what went into the decision. Um, but again, I mean, I, I would I would assume someone at Pasfereda would have had to agree, like. I would imagine the league can't just be like, hey, you're changing it. Like, Yeah, I don't know what, I think it's what the requirements mutual, are there, but yeah. I know that I read that Pasfereda was against them moving it up. Um, but again, I don't know the ins and outs of, of the decision-making there. Um, again, don't forget to check us out on social media, um, on the audio platforms as well. For those of you listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, be sure to follow us and give us a rating. 
and uh overrated underrated perfectly rated if you have your recommendations or suggestions for who you think we should debate next time let us know let us know in the messages in the chat of this podcast you can send us a message um, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us we'd be interested to see who you guys think we should be debating next if not we'll pick our own um, there's plenty to debate but uh yeah don't pick cmail give it a couple of weeks so we can talk about <laughs> i think we exhausted that one today um but yeah thank you all for tuning in gentlemen as always a pleasure we'll be back next week and as always viva benfica Team Simão. Yeah.